Hey everybody, this is Kaysen, and welcome back to another episode of Hey Kids, This is Titans Talk with Kaysen, a very official Tennessee Titans podcast. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, my mom. Hi. I am so happy to be here as always. You know, we have another big show with someone in our virtual studio, but first, the Titans win, Titans win, Titans win! And you, poor thing, you screamed your your throat gone on Sunday. And so we're just going to power through this, listener, bear with us. But man, that was such a fun game, and especially because... We won. Yeah. We broke that losing streak. We're happy to be back on the winning track. Yeah. I mean, like, it was it was definitely a good game all around, especially, like, special teams, uh, offensive, defense. Mm-hmm. They really just balled out on all, on all parts of the game, so I'm just really proud of this Titans team. I am super proud of them, too. And, you know, effort, great effort by everybody. Um, I didn't like that Tanny got sacked a couple of times, but I really think those guys can – just, I mean, it's a, a team effort, and I think Tanny can, I'd love to see him just run more. <laughs> yeah, um, def- definitely. Uh, Tannehill used his legs a lot in that game, and uh, it definitely benefited in a lot of plays. Yeah, we need more Tanny wheels. And also in that game, Ben Jones did a round off after the <laughs> Tannehill touchdown, and it was amazing. Um, but Also, we want to give a shout-out to Coach Mac of Titans Radio and the Titans Amy and Coach Mac podcast because on Sunday, that was his 100th game with Titans Radio. And what was so cool to me was that they featured him on the Jumbotron and showing that it was his 100th game, and it, it was just, it was so awesome. So congratulations to Coach Mac, and we cannot wait to have him on the show one day. You know what else? There was also one other person that had their 100th game that day, and it was Taylor Lewan. Nice. Shout out to Taylor Lewan. Congratulations, sir. And also, if you happen to be listening, we'd love to have you on the show, too. So for the AFC South standings, we have the Titans at number one at nine and four, the Colts at number two at seven and six, the Texans at number three at two and 11, and the Jaguars at two and 11 in the final spot. Well, the big game to look out for this weekend is the Patriots and Colts. And this is a tough one because we kind of want the Colts to win as much as I can't even believe those words are coming out of my mouth. Um, But, you know, we could take over the AFC and beat the Patriots. But then the safe thing to do is hope the Patriots win because we could clinch the AFC South. So very tough choices. I personally want the Patriots to win, so that way we can focus on getting a number one seed after we win the division. So that's just the way I see it. All right. I appreciate that. I like the way you see that. From Jim Wyatt's article, Six Things That Stood Out for the Titans' Win Against the Jaguars on TennesseeTitans.com. He's got such good writing. I really enjoy reading these right after. Listener, if you haven't already, check him out on TennesseeTitans.com. He's got great, great recap on this sustaining success and by winning on Sunday the Titans assured themselves a sixth straight winning season high five to that yes in the process Titans general manager John Robinson became the only GM in franchise history to oversee six straight winning seasons breaking the record of five winning seasons established by Bum Phillips in the late 1970s wow I know 
That was later matched by Mike Holovac. He was the coach from 1989 to 1993. Also, Titans head coach Mike Vrabel became the only head coach in franchise history, other than Jack Party, who was coach from 1990 to 1993. He's the only coach in franchise history to begin his tenure with at least four consecutive winning seasons. So huge milestones for several people in this game. And big shout-outs to general manager John Robinson, also known as J-Rob, and Coach Vrabel. High-five to that. Yes. Right? The swarming defense. It wasn't just the interceptions that stood out on Sunday. From Jacksonville's opening offensive possession when the Titans sacked Lawrence twice, the defense was dominant while recording the franchise's first shutout since the 2018 season, and the first one at Nissan Stadium since the final game of the 2000 season. Defensive lineman Danico Autry and outside linebacker Harold Landry were each credited with a sack early, and linebacker Derek Roberson had a sack for a 20-yard loss late in the game. The Titans were credited with six quarterback hits and five tackles for a big goose egg. Love to see it. Also, I think that was Harold Landry's 11th sack of the season. Big congratulations to Harold Landry. Well, we're going to jump right into the 7th graders forecast and Kaysen's keys to the game versus the Steelers. Take it away, Kaysen. All right, thank you. So we are playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, who last year went undefeated for 11 games, then lost, uh, and they went 13-3 and going out of the season, and they ended up losing in a, in a shocking upset to the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs, 48-39. to And let's just say, since then, the Steelers have been really banged up. Big Ben has not been looking like himself, and he's expected to retire after the season, so that's a little sad news in Pittsburgh. And honestly, the offense has just, they've been making poor decisions and the defense has been letting them down a couple times. So, I mean, I think this is a game the Titans sh- should be favored in. They are currently favored in it. I believe that the, that they can take advantage of the low energy Pittsburgh has right now because they're super tired, honestly. They were coming mm-hmm. off it. They're coming off a close one to the Minnesota Vikings on Thursday night. And honestly, I think that the Titans have an opportunity to capitalize on this Sunday. So my first key is Big Ben under maintenance because, (laughs) (laughs) because, well, the big tower. Yeah, I got Uh, it. So Big Ben has just, Ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback for the Steelers, has just been not himself recently. I mean, I know he's still recovering from that injury in the 2019 season, so uh, it's definitely been a lot for him. Uh, especially the Steelers struggling just in general. I think that this isn't the same Steelers we saw last year who were just unstoppable. Mm. Uh, I think that the Titans can. They do have an opportunity to really capitalize on this banged-up Pittsburgh team. I mean, they're two banged-up teams, so this definitely could be a slugfest. I think the defense can uh, make Big Ben a little dizzy. Um, I like Like that. hitting him. Yeah. And, yeah, some some grass stains on the on that black jersey <laughs> yes definitely at least some uh, grass stains on the britches yeah yellow britches right uh-huh. i think it's going to be a good game never ever ever do we count the steelers out but then again we never ever ever count the titans out that's true second thing is a whole whole different team 
the Titans shot at the Jaguars last week, but they've just been a team that's just been messed up all around. I mean, they've got a lot of problems with their team. The Steelers, I know they have a lot of problems just in general, but they're definitely a better team than Jacksonville. I know they tied with Detroit about a couple weeks ago, but yeah, this is definitely, uh, again, this is going to be a slugfest. Uh, I know it's supposed to be cold up there in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and the fans, they definitely make it tough on you. Yeah. So this is a whole different team than Jacksonville. Yeah. And I think the Titans are going to have to get used to an opponent they were familiar with seeing. And this is definitely a big, big matchup for the Titans, especially playoff positioning wise. So they're definitely going to have to take this opponent more seriously because it's the Steelers. They can surprise anyone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just the Titans to stay alert. I need them. We need them to stay alert this Sunday. Yep. We need more sacks. We need more interceptions. And the defense, man, defense was on fire. Titans defense this past Sunday. I think they just did an incredible job, especially for a shutout. As Jayon Brown called it, a big goose egg, like I said earlier. And, yeah, it's going to be a good game. I'm excited. It's uh, an away game. So if anyone is going to be going to that game Make sure you are wearing your two-tone blue. Make sure you are screaming your head off for that Steelers offense on the field. Make them do the silent count. Make them do the silent count. Nice. Kaysen dropping the knowledge. Yeah. Let's go. And your final key is? Is shut down Steel City. Again, as I mentioned, the Steelers fans make it really tough on opponents. Uh, They've only lost one home game, and that was to the Cincinnati Bengals back in week two. Mm Mm-hmm. So definitely they don't make it easy for opposing teams to go in there. They made it really hard on Baltimore when they went there back a couple weeks ago when the Titans had a bye. So I definitely think now is the time to definitely make them sit down. That stadium is all black and yellow. I definitely, if you are going to the game, bring some light blue rally towels if you have some because the terrible towel in Pittsburgh is definitely a statement there. So why don't we make a statement with some light blue rally towels? I wish we could send a box of them out there. Yeah, that'd be cool. Anybody going to the game, stand outside, gate, whatever, and get your blue <laughs> get your blue towels. I'd like to see those terrible towels stop waving about the second quarter. Uh altogether. Just yeah. they don't wave anymore. And even when the team is down, they still wave them. That's mm-hmm. that's how hard it is to play up in Hinesfield. Oh, yeah. Well, we're gonna send all that good energy up to the Titans. We think they can do it. And now it's time for one of my favorite segments, besides yours, of course. It's Mr. Jim Wyatt's Britches Report, brought to you by <laughs> the silent count from Kaysen. <laughs> Take it away, Mr. Jim. This is Jim Wyatt of TennesseeTitans.com, and this week's Britches Report is white jerseys and navy britches. Well, there you have it. We have white jerseys over navy britches. And from Titans Uni Tracker, this is the third time we are wearing this combo this season, and the navy britches have been worn eight times of the 13 games that the Titans have played. Also, our Titans trivia comes to us from Titans Uni Tracker. All four of the shutouts that the Titans have ever had have come in the month of December. Going all the way back to December 17th of 2000, the Titans had a 24-0 shutout at Cleveland. A week later, on December 25th, 2000, the score was 31-0 at home at Nissan Stadium versus Dallas. 
jumping all the way to December 16th, 2018. It was a 17 to nothing shutout versus the Giants. And then this past Sunday, December 12th, 2021 versus the Jags, 20 to nothing. Shout out again to Titans Unitracker for all of the awesome uniform statistics and this week's Titans trivia. Be sure to find Titans Unitracker on Twitter and Instagram at Titans Uni. Again, we want to encourage anybody that's going to the Steelers game up in Pittsburgh to wear your two-tone blue, make those posters, bring those light blue rally towels, give it all you got. I just keep remembering how bad of a time they gave us last season when we had that COVID outbreak with the team. I think it's time for a little bit of revenge. Yeah. What do you think? I think the guys are going to go up there and they are going to crush the Steelers. Yeah. Well, like we mentioned before at the top of the show, we have another fantastic conversation from our virtual studio. We feel really lucky to have had this super talented guest join us. We had a blast with her, and we think you'll enjoy getting to know more about this week's guest, Annie Agar. Today's guest is a, well, a pretty awesome guest. She was a sports reporter in Grand Rapids, Michigan, whose life was changed because she was bored in her house during the beginning of the pandemic, and she became internet famous by putting college and NFL football teams in uncomfortable meetings. She's the one, the only, Annie Agar, digital creator and nationwide NFL and college football correspondent and host for Bally Sports Network. Oh. <laughs> hit those over and over. I love it. I love it. I need you to follow me everywhere, Kaysen, so you can intro me like that to everybody. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and book now for the Super Bowl in case you Perfect. need somebody, Perfect. since we'll most likely be there. So. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> but uh, welcome to the show, Annie. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited. Thank you. We are too. We are very excited. Oh, so we're just going to jump right into the question. So when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you were growing up? That is a great question. So as you probably could assume, I always wanted to get into sports. I wanted to be a sports reporter, as I'm sure you want to be Kaysen or some sort of, you know, so social media sports. I always knew I wanted to combine the two. And um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do exactly when I was growing up because sports, you know, you could either play it or you do something in media. And for the longest time I wanted to play, I wanted to be, I was a softball player. So I wanted to go play softball in college. Um, and then I realized I can't really go pro in softball because that wasn't a thing. <laughs> So I want to start making money. Um, and I loved the connection that fans have with the athletes that they love. And the only person that can really bridge that gap between the two are sports reporters. And I, I looked up to Aaron Andrews. I looked up to all, you know, all the, the female sports reporters, all the, all the people that made that connection for me. And I wanted to, to do that for other people. Little did I know it would come through social media, but to answer your question, kind of growing up, that's how I saw myself. I wanted to be like the next Aaron Andrews. I wanted to, you know, be able to bring content to the fans like these sports reporters did for me. That's really cool. Um, but what kind of sports did you love growing up? Um, football was my favorite. I, it's the one sport I didn't play, which is actually very funny. But um, I think 
Well, this is a whole other story, but I was an Ohio State fan living in the state of Michigan. I was going to talk to you about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't my my brightest moment. My family did not approve. (laughs) It was so fun to be, and I kind of talk, we talked about that, or we will talk about that at this TED Talk that I did. Um, I talk about it in that, too, and I loved being different, and I loved the the rivalry of Michigan and Ohio State. But then when I go to school, especially in high school, guys would make it a point to try and you know, tear me down sports knowledge wise. Cause they'd be like, Oh, this Ohio state fan doesn't know what she's talking about. But the more I had to defend myself, the more I had to learn what I was talking about. And football was the obvious go-to cause that's all we do in the state of Michigan during the fall. Like you, you know, you're, you don't go out on Saturdays and Sundays, you sit at home and watch, watch football, which is hopefully what other families do, but that's at least yeah. what my family yeah. did. So I just grew up with that. And that was my comfort zone. Like I researched the heck out of football and made sure I knew what I was talking about kind of growing up just for the fun of it. And then it led into this job. So it worked out really well. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, I'm honestly, I, I also kind of like uh, searching up football facts just for fun. Uh, they they can they can be really interesting. Yeah. Yep. And it's and the people think there's an off season, but it's a continual thing. You constantly yeah. gotta know what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We have a saying: "There's no off season." Yes, that is. Oh, that is so true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's called off season, but it's really just uh, time for fans to rest. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. for, for and like study. <laughs> so your dad played for the Detroit Tigers farm league uh for a bit and what was that like growing up for a dad who played semi-pro baseball that's a great question so um yes he played in the minors for a couple years he was a relief pitcher and um he used to he baseball was his life I mean he he grew up, he had an older brother and a younger sister, and they were the same as my family. Like sports was kind of what connected all of them. So he, and he grew up very, um, very, very poor and, and had to kind of work his way through college. The way he did that was working. He worked three jobs on top of playing baseball. So he had a, a really big work ethic, which is super important for athletes, but taking that into life, he used to, when he first married my mom, he, they used to joke about wanting nine kids to start a baseball team. You know, that was like that when I say baseball, <laughs> it's like, that was his life. But um, but it's it's great when, you know, I I used to tell him, I'd say, Hey, why did you quit playing? You could have been in the majors. I could have been, had a dad that, you know, was this major league teacher. Well, uh, if I did that, you wouldn't be around. That's my point. Yeah. It is really cool when people find out because they don't, he played with, um, you know, with some, some higher names, like John Smoltz was a good guy that he used to work in the bullpen with a lot. So he has all these great connections and these great stories. And it's really fun to hear, but he's also taught me a work ethic through playing baseball. You know, he's just, his mentality is you get done what you need to get done. Nothing mm-hmm. else matters. Like you're, you know, you it, it's uh, sports already teaches you teamwork. You know, you, you have to work with other people. You have to um, learn how to follow rules and stuff. So seeing that with him and then that's kind of how he taught us through playing baseball. So that's so cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Man. That's something that I know when we were just kind of in preparation for doing this or having this conversation with you, I was like, wait, what? How <laughs> is that? that? People don't know sometimes. Yeah, that's <laughs> so when I said you researched well, I mean, I mean it. You researched <laughs> Thank well. you. <laughs> so was he all baseball or was he just a little bit football um, in other sports? He played football in high school and then in college, it was all baseball, obviously. Um, and then, I mean, he's still, he's a, I think he's honestly a bigger football fan than baseball now because he kind of, like he kind of lived it. So he knows mm-hmm you know, the behind the scenes and doesn't right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's super humble about it. So you know, he'll, you'll ask him a question and he'll say, Oh yeah. You know, Babe, Babe Ruth was a tough out back when I played like that's how long ago. 
So he's, <laughs> the stories he has are so cool, but he's oh, definitely man. a man for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. That is. So um, can you share with my listener about Team Agar and all of the members of that team? Yes, this is a great, see, you guys are so good. Uh, this is segueing in for my dad. So team Agar, and this is another thing. It's so funny when my videos started happening, people didn't really connect the two because I, I mean, Agar is not a very common name, but you know, they, we were so separate. You didn't even really think to connect them both, but my brother, um, who's two years older than I am, he does Ironman races with my dad. Um, and this started back in like 2016, I want to say, um, my brother has cerebral palsy. So he's in a wheelchair mentally. He's, you know, he's much smarter than I am. Don't tell him, <laughs> um, but really smart kid. And he loves sports possibly more than I do. Like I said, big sports family. So, um, when he was younger, he always wanted to play sports. My family would never put any kind of limits on him. They'd, they'd say, you know, we know he has this disability, but we're going to get him out there as much as we can. And so, um, as he grew up, when he got into high school, college age, he wanted to compete in something because he couldn't do sports by himself. And so he did a race with this, um, this group that helps special needs kids and pushes them through like 5k, 10k races. Absolutely loved it. So my dad and I looked at each other and we thought, well, why can't we do this? You know? So it started with 10k races. I started kind of running with them and then they took off and and started doing marathons and, um, half marathons. And then they did triathlons. So my dad will push and pull and push my brother through these, um, these 17 hour long Ironman endurance races. Incredible. Uh, wow. And my brother's not like, he's like 170 pounds. You know? <laughs> so yeah. So, and it's, it is the coolest thing to watch. He'll pull him, um, in a little boat behind him in the swim, which is two miles. And then they bike for 140, 140, I believe. Um, and then, and that's in like a little, he'll sit in a kind of a tandem bike behind him and then he'll push him in the run part, which is a marathon. So, um, absolutely just the coolest thing to see. And it, and it's great for me to see, cause it's a way for them to kind of connect with each other. Cause they, you know, there was a disconnect when my dad's a big sports fan and my brother couldn't play any sports. So this was yeah. a great way for them to be a team, which is why we call it call ourselves team Agar. I love it. That's really and the cool. Whole family is kind of a part of that team. So yeah. That's so cool. And you have a younger sister. I do. Yes. Yep. She is 19. So there's my brother's 27. I'm 25. And then she's 19. Nice. Fabulous. Nice. And what's her name? Grace. Hi, Grace. Shout out to Grace. Oh my gosh. My brother and I are super close on, you know, this sports level. We talked about yeah. my sister and I are super close on everything else. So fashion and <laughs> all the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's incredible. I love that. We are team Romero. Our family is team Romero. So we feel instantly connected to any other family that is a team you know, so that. Yeah. yeah, it's a great way to look at family, you know, it really is. You don't, you don't have to agree with teammates either sometimes. Yeah. Them, so yeah. Yeah. Family. And you know, we always say team Romero, we never quit. Nobody ever quits on I team Romero. That. Yeah. I love that. That's you, our model. Need, you need t-shirts with team Romero. We do. So, um, I remember you talking about how you want to be a sport, sports reporter when you kid and how old, how old were you, uh, when you decided you wanted to, and, uh, did you have to go to a special school for that? I was, that's a good question too. I was probably, I don't know. I was probably close to your age when I, when I really wanted to get more into sports. Cause I think then I started watching a little bit more. Um, and then I could really understand what was going on. And, um, and then when going to school, I went to Grand Valley. So it was a D2 school in Michigan, a D2 college in Michigan. And, um, they had a program, it was a sports sports management. And I ended up, I kind of made like a hybrid of the program. So I did a couple of broadcasting classes, but I had a sports management and pre-law major because I loved contracts, like contract law. I absolutely loved that. And then I minored in business. So it's kind of a weird major. So I didn't really go to school 
specifically for sports broadcasting, but I went for, you know, the sports management side to try and understand the industry a little bit better. That is, that's how long of the uh, program did you go through? Um, it was, it's a four, it was a four-year program. I took it on a year because I started working, um, sophomore year at the new station that I worked at the local oh, news station. Okay. So, yeah. So it was great. Cause I kind of just took my time in college and I learned so much from working. Um, mm-hmm. that's a, a big advice I'd give to anybody in like, um, you know, what the classes you take are great and what you're learning is great, but I right. learned so much hands-on with the, the pressure of a normal job and deadlines and all that kind of thing that you wouldn't learn in class. So, um, yeah, highly recommend internships, do learning from anybody. People love shadowing too. Like, yes. you know, I love it. If someone came to me and said, Hey, can I just follow you around for the day? Like, yeah, yeah. No, let's go. Yeah, it'll be fun. You'll see what life will be like for you someday if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Now, were you um, already happy to be in front of the camera at that point when you got the internship? That's a good question. Um, I was I was very nervous. Very nervous to start out. I when I first started working as an intern, I just did. I did a lot of behind the camera stuff, but my, my news director and my boss were great about trying to get me in front of the camera and it wasn't high pressured situations. It was all taped pre-recorded. So if you messed up, you could fix it. So that got me very comfortable being on camera very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, still going live on some things. I'm like, Ooh. Oh, I know. Yeah. You know, I think it, it, if you're not nervous, then there's no pressure to, to perform well. So, yeah. um, yeah, so I was, I was a little nervous at the start, but I always knew that I wanted to be doing something where I could, I could connect with fans or with people one-on-one. So I really wanted to be in front of a camera doing something. Yeah. I personally think that you made the very, very perfect decision for you because you you. are a bright, bright light and you are amazing. So had to tell you that. Yeah, it's true. I like you guys. I gotta come on. Oh, okay. We're ready. And we'll follow you around for a day and we'll see. Perfect. There you go. There we go. So everyone's world was turned upside down in March of 2020. As we mentioned at your intro, your life changed for the better in Vegas 2020. Can you share with our listener how that happened? Yes. Um, that was, this whole thing has been crazy because, um, like I said, I was working in local news and I knew I wanted to get to ESPN or I wanted to get to a big network. Uh, that was always my goal from when I was younger. But I didn't really, I was, I was following the path that everybody told me to do. So I spoke with people in the industry. Everybody said, you got to do local news. You got to work your way up. You know, that's how you get there. Very so traditional. Like, yes. Yep. Yeah. Which nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, people have tested it. That's how they've gotten there. So sure. I was following what everybody else was doing. And then something happened that nobody knew how to handle with COVID. And so, um, I, my, my family always taught us, and this is coming from my brother who has cerebral palsy, you know, special needs, and he had a, a tough time in life, but they always said, you know, there's positives in everything. You just got to tell you think about it. You got to mm-hmm. figure out how to turn your thinking from negative to positive. Mm-hmm. And so when COVID hit, I was, it was tough. Cause I wasn't working. Um, I graduated college. I was moved back into my family cause I wasn't making money cause we didn't have any kind of local news to cover. Um, and it, everybody was like down and it was like a dark cloud and it just mm-hmm. was a lot of negativity. And yeah. I missed, we had just ramped up talking about the big 10 because spring games were starting. And I missed that that talk and the talking about the rivalries and how the season was going to look and what players to look for and stuff like that. So I thought we got to, there's got to be something here because we don't have anything to talk about sports wise. And I, I can't tell you what made me think of it. It was, it was on mother's day, which is so funny. Oh my, my goodness. That's like, hilarious. My mom will tell you she had, she was praying for me. So she had something, something <laughs> like that. but um, I was on mother's day. I just had this idea to do a zoom call with the big 10 as if 
they were trying to figure out what would happen during the yeah. season. Yeah. Um, and, and it, yeah. And it just, it just went from there. That's and it's kiss brilliant. <laughs> Thank you so much. I was shocked. I was really shocked. <laughs> yeah. How was that? Wake, like what was, okay. So I have to know, and I'm sure our listener would love to know this. What happened? So let's say you post the video and then within how long was it that you were like, okay, wait a second. This is bananas. So I posted, I just had gone on TikTok. I didn't really know how to use TikTok. Yeah, right? same, yeah. My younger sister was like teaching me and she thought I was hopeless case. Um, <laughs> I got on TikTok and I posted it. I think it was on the Sunday. I posted it on Sunday. Didn't really think much of it. It got a couple likes on TikTok, you know, sure. things were happening. And then someone actually tweeted it out on Monday. Yeah. And, um, a completely separate account. And then people were tagging me in it, you know, like giving me credit for the video. So then I quote tweeted, all right. Yeah. I think I shared it or quote tweeted it. And it like with all, I think within the day, I mean, I'd never gotten that many notifications and I, I had a million wow. views, I think by the end of Monday. So wow. it was on TikTok too. So it was just, it was wild. Yeah. The whole thing was a whirlwind and it, yeah, it was the coolest thing. <laughs> and then all of the responses from people that are in the industry that just, you know, that have been on television forever. And the fact that you were bringing a level of uh, comedy into a time where people really needed it. I think that that is just absolutely wonderful that you shared your gift with literally the world. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that comes from my, my dad was always his super sarcastic sense of humor, but he love it thing whenever there'd be you know bad times or my mom would be upset or something he'd make mm-hmm. a joke that lighten the mood made everybody more comfortable yeah so I think, you know, I, without even knowing it I was doing the same thing <laughs> to my life and hopefully That's awesome. yeah and, and so Kason has a follow-up question I think that you were saying or that we haven't gotten to yet but yeah. go yes ahead. so what has your life been like since then for you it's been crazy <laughs> from um living it, and this isn't to say that it happened quickly. I mean, it was a lot of work in between. We tried sure. you know, to keep up the videos and everything, but I went from right. working at home to not really having a job to now I work at, you know, Valley Sports, which mm-hmm. is a, a big network. I moved to Chicago. Mm-hmm. I have my own apartment. It's so, beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, obviously, I'm very excited about Christmas. I know. I'm it's gorgeous. up in November, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the earlier um, yeah, the better. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it, aside from all that, it's been so cool to connect with the people that I have. Just, um, I think it was two weekends ago when I was at the Michigan game. I went up to Kirk Herb Street and I said, you know, I, I make parody videos. He was like, yeah, I know who you are. And I was like, oh, okay. That's You're like, wait. Cool. Okay, cool. Trying not to talk about a fangirl, trying not to be a girl in front of Right. It was, it's been so cool, the, the connections I've made with people yeah. and, um, yeah, and the amount of people I've taught, like you guys, you know, I would never oh my gosh. have been for all this. So I know. Really well, we feel really lucky. Oh, thank you. So amazing. <laughs> so recently you were a featured speaker for TEDx Detroit. Uh, can you tell our listener what that experience was like for you? Absolutely. That was that was probably the coolest thing I've done so far this year. Um, I used to watch TED Talks in college and I absolutely loved them because they're so big fan. Impo- right. They're empowering, they're motivational, but they're very entertaining and the people speak with really well. Yes. So my agent um, reached out. I, I had gotten an agent back in September last year, I believe. Um, and she's been absolutely instrumental in everything. And she came to me and said, we have a possibility of being on this TED talk. Would you want to do it? And I'm like, absolutely. But do they know that it's, it was like two weeks out and I... <laughs> 
so nervous. And I thought these are people prepare. They must prepare forever because they speak so well. Yeah. Um, so she said, no, you'll like, you'll be great. We'll figure it out. So, um, the preparation was, you know, it was a couple, I knew what I wanted to talk about already because it was this positivity and how being my whole topic was how being different can really be your greatest strength. So I touched on my brother being different, how my family raised us to kind of see things differently and, and how I saw, I was able to see a positive out of COVID. Um, and it, it was the cool, like I, I can't even explain the kind of positivity that's at these TED Talks. If you guys ever have a chance to go to one, 100% would do it. I saw the beautiful video that you did um, that you shared on all the socials. And I was like, I was so happy for you because you really are just so engaging. And to be able to share your story. And again, that's, that's part of your give back. And I love that when people take opportunities and are given opportunities to turn around and, and share you know, in light of all that you've been given. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I think, you know, people, like I said, people didn't know, like they didn't know the story about my brother. They didn't know dynamic kind of thing. So it's great to be able to say, I've, I've been able to do this, but let me show you why and where that all Mm -hmm. came from. But it was, it was the coolest experience. It was. That's so awesome. Yeah. Are there any projects you're currently working on that you want to share with our listener before we go and where can they find you on all the socials? Perfect. Um, so in terms of projects, I, I have a lot of, t- I think I figured out TikTok now. Like I know. <laughs> yeah. I would say you have it. You've got it covered. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love TikTok and I utilize a lot of the sounds. So if anybody wants to send me a sound that they want me to use on TikTok for their team, that would be, I think that's my next, I'm going to start in- including fans a little bit more and having them kind of give me ideas Amazing. that way. I think it'll be so fun because I just absolutely love TikTok. So that's kind of on the move. Um, I'm also, I do my weekly recap still. So you can find the majority. Of, I mean, those are everywhere, but I tweet them consistently at the same time every Tuesday. Um, and on Twitter, I'm at Annie Agar. At, uh, Instagram is Annie Agar 5, I'm pretty sure. And then TikTok is Annie Agar. And Facebook's just Annie Agar too. So. Uh, all right, Annie. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. But... <laughs> But before we go, I have three questions I want to ask you. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. So what advice would you give your 13-year-old self? Ooh, that's a good one. I would tell my 13-year-old self to be, just continue to be different. It's okay to not, you know, there's so many people these days, especially kids, you know, maybe your age case and are, are older in high school that think I have to be just like everybody else. And they want the trendy clothes. They want to post the same things on TikTok. They wanted, but being like that won't get you to... Um, the, the spot that you want to be, you know, if I were, if I had been normal or if I'd been like everybody else, I wouldn't have done these videos. So it's very important to figure out what makes you different and just love that about yourself and really focus on that. Um, and that's what I, I would have told myself at 13 too. <laughs> that's very good advice. And uh, I honestly, that, that also kind of helps me because uh, especially at school, a lot of kids are like, uh, we got to, we got to fit in. Um, yep. But it's, it's, it's okay to, to not be normal or whatever. Yeah. It's like, because okay you, you know you the kids at your school what are they doing right now and you're you have a show with the t- yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? and now we have and now we're speaking to annie agar <laughs> well, the thanks. annie agar we're speaking yeah. to the great annie agar. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so was there a mentor or teacher that really inspired you when you were growing up i'd have to say well my family in general but specifically my brother because of his 
his um, attitude about life, you know, he has every reason to complain. He has a hard time getting up in the morning by himself. He can't really, you know, go to the bathroom. He can't feed himself, but he never complains about it. Constantly has a great attitude. Um, and he, he not only has a great attitude, but he motivates other people to have a good attitude mm-hmm. as well. So no. that, because then if he can't complain, you know, what am I, what do I have to complain about? So right. he's a big factor in my thinking of things positively and in a different way. Oh, that's so good. That is sweet. The team agar all the way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So my final question is one that has stumped many people, pizza okay. or steak. This was a hard one. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to go with steak. I love steak. Probably a lot more than pizza. Even though I'm in Chicago, I probably should like pizza, but yeah. you know, I, I got to go with steak. What, what yeah. about you? And what do you guys like? Um, I'd probably say pizza because you can have yeah. a lot more options with pizza. Steak, you mean? This is, this is the big question. Is there pineapple on pizza? Yes. Good. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we have the first disagreement. I guess Kason and Kason and you are no longer friends. You and I, however, are besties. So <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. We'll go get our pineapple pizza. <laughs> That's right. That's right. When you come to Nashville, I'm taking you there for we pineapple go. pizza. It's Lemon Huskies. It is amazing. Perfect. Are you traveling a lot? Um, I will be. Yeah, soon. We're um, we've got some things in the works there, but um. But yeah, right now it's just been a lot of in-studio stuff. And I do, I shoot everything, all my videos, my recap videos from my apartment. So that's been pretty that's nice. Awesome. But yeah, well, I, w- I have to ask, do you have a favorite video of all the ones that you have done? I know our listener would love to know that. That's a great question. I really, I love the NFL videos because they're, they're more oh my gosh. drama in them and they're, it's more, it's more shots at individual players, which they yeah. probably don't like, but the big 10 ones are like a whole other level to me because it's, it's personal because yeah, I, sure. obviously the first one I did, but I, yeah. I love impersonating Northwestern and Michigan. I, every, everybody in the conference. I love, I love, but I think that either the first, I think the second big 10 one I did, which was when they, um, I think is when they were allowed to play. And that, I think that one was my favorite. I absolutely had so much fun with it and took oh my gosh. at each team, I'm sure. But yeah, <laughs> well, and I know, I know that we're at the end, but I, since we're still on this, how do you come up with the different, like, or do you take notes or how do you just come up with these videos? Um, I do a lot of listening to the fans. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll you know, take notes during the games. And uh, like we talked about with that show on Sunday night, we have to know what happened. Yeah. The games. Yeah. So I'll constantly taking notes all Sunday, watching red zone. Um, mm-hmm. but then when it comes to figuring out jokes and what jokes will hit and what jokes won't, I go to yeah. social media and I look at what fans are talking about, what's trending, what jokes have they made? Um, what do I, you know, what I think I can kind of poke fun at what I shouldn't probably touch on. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's a yeah. lot of figuring out what, cause I, in, in a sense, I think that I'm, the voice of the fans. And I'm hopefully hundred oh, percent what they want their what they yes. want other people to know about their team in this week. So, yeah. And I think you're also saying things that we wish that commentators would say. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know, exactly. you get it. Yes. Yeah. And I love Valley for that because when I, yes. when I, you know, when I uh, got, when I was looking to get a job, I thought, Oh, nobody's going to let me do these jokes because they're, we're really borderline, <laughs> but that's what makes them funny. You know, I mean, yes. Half the NFL, but it's it's the joke that people know yeah. you have to make. So they, yeah, they are so accepting of it. Like I've I've made a couple, and I'm like, are you sure we're going to do this? They're like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's They're perfection. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. It's, it's been so fun. I love it. I think one of my favorite things is that you haven't necessarily gone out and spent a lot of money to get all of these different costume pieces and things like that. I love that you went to a printer, you took it, and you. Yep. Like, 
you know, on my shirt, NFL or whatever. It's some people great. Have said, you, know, you should get a Jersey for this team. And then when I do, they're like, okay, well we missed the logo. So I'm like, I'll just, it's a tape on logo. It's, it's like a raw, you know, makes it feel more real. Like I am in my apartment. Yeah, studio, so. exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> you are the queen of the people. Thank for, you. Of Thank all the fans. <laughs> I hope so. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. We've just had a blast talking to you and we can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. I know that this is a highlight that end up my 2021 on a big high note. Oh, good. Yeah, we're very, very grateful. I appreciate you guys. I'm so glad we could set it up and everything. It was perfect. I know. It was great. Casey, Uh, do you want to close out our show? Yes. So thank you so much again for taking time on the show today. It was honestly an awesome time to talk to you. It was so fun. I'm so glad. You guys do a great job. And I love the studio. Thank you so much. The look is great. (laughs) Well, we hope to see you back on the show again sometime. Would you be willing to come back? Anytime. Oh, 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 really? That would be awesome. Of course. (laughs) Thank you, Annie. Oh, thanks so much. Of course. Thank you, guys. Gosh, we could have talked to Annie for hours. She was one of... Gosh, all of our guests have been fantastic, but I guess maybe because it was the first female we've had on the show, female guest, and, you know, I could have talked fashion. She just dresses so amazingly, and I, you know, I just had a blast talking to her. My favorite part was her sharing how she got started, really, and then also, too, talking about her family and how important her family is to her. What about you, Kaysen? What was your favorite part of our conversation? I kind of liked how she talked about being yourself and Mm -hmm. don't, because especially right now and especially kids my age at school, like you always got to fit in and stuff and pretty much like that doesn't, stuff really doesn't matter if you're you, that you're you. That's right. What did she say? Be different. Yeah. Yeah. I love how she brought up how she said, you're doing a podcast right now and your friends are not. (laughs) Or something like that. It was so good. So, again, shout out to Annie Agar and Team Agar, her dad Jeff, her mom Becky, sister Grace, and her brother Johnny. We're so grateful to have connected with you, Annie. We're grateful you were on the show. Shout out once again to Annie Agar. We are so grateful to have you on. Listener, if you're not doing so already, please follow us on Instagram at Titans Talk with Kaysen and on Apple Podcasts where you can follow us And be sure to rate and review the show, too. Also, be sure to check out the other official Titans Podcast Network family members, which is Titans Amy and Coach Mac Podcast. Also, Out of Bounds with Jamie Robinson and Abby Flitner. And finally, OG Podcast for the official Titans Podcast Network, the OTP, the official Titans Podcast with Mike Keith, Rhett Bryan, and Amy Wells. All right, listener, well, thank you so much for tuning in to Hey Kids, this is Titan Talk with Kaysen. This is Kaysen and Carrie signing off. But don't forget to tighten up and be Tennessee tough.